Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Greetings, nerds. This is Sina Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? Uh, I'm doing all right. It's been a mellow, weird, strange new world, um, but yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really is. It's sort of like now, whenever, you know, before this time, like, last year just thinking we were like talking about doom patrol and even just like a month ago you know we were it was you're looking forward to like okay you know black widow's coming up and and this is happening and that you know that's happening now we're like is comic-con gonna happen <laughs> or you know oh and, no and, comic-con if, yeah. if they move the olympics comic-con is canceled <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can't see, yeah, I can't see them having it. But I know it's kind of like that kind of open thing. Even the NFL draft is like probably going to go to like some Zoom meeting type format or something like that. So it's just kind of kind of wild world we're in now. Yeah, and and we again the crazy thing is, arguably, we're still in very beginning stages. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it only turned April two days ago, so yeah, yeah, day ago technically. So I, it just, and that's what worries me the most is that it's, I can only see things getting worse before there's any way that things will start to get better. So yeah, I just, I, I would be shocked if they had some of those events or didn't come up with a a social distancing way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a virtual comic con. That would be, that would be amazing if they had like a virtual hall H or something like that. Well, I don't think people will have anything to show though. Cause no. production stopped. Yeah. So yeah. You're just going to remind everyone, Hey, remember how we promised that you would get all of this cool stuff in 2020? Well, there was a pandemic. So now it's been postponed till 2021. Right, right. I mean, and every day. Even Feige's like that wasn't a part of the phase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like in game. You know, the five year like uh, hiatus is has really happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <clears throat> yeah, it's just it's 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 a world, and it doesn't surprise me that more things like billions are getting split seasons because they've had to stop shooting and and whatnot that's going to occur it's just also i don't know about everyone else but i'm struggling to find new things to watch or actually i know there's a lot of content and streaming services thank god for them however Mm -hmm. even when i try to 
consider watching other things, for some reason, it's like this mental block where at the moment I start actually binging shows, I will be succumbing to my newfound reality of like, this is, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, know, okay. That makes yeah. any no, it makes total sense. I mean, it's, it's kind of good for, for things like what, uh, like we're going to talk about tonight, little fires everywhere where it is sort of spread out over, uh, you know, it's weekly, like and same with uh, Star Trek Picard. I mean, it was good to, to to have something to kind of look forward to because you know, if, with some series when they just drop them all at once uh it it does like uh, you know if you go you blow through it then what you what, what do you have left but we did get some news i guess as far as some of our our Arrowverse shows as far as firm dates of, of return i know we had speculated some uh on our last show earlier this week about uh, when they're going to return, but it looks like both Batwoman and Supergirl are going to come back on April the 26th and the flash and in its abbreviated form will come back on April 21st. And so that will at least carry us through April and, and May. And then of course we have a new star girl show that will premiere on DC app on May 18 and, and May 19. And, and the more I actually look at the Stargirl, I'm, I'm actually, I think it's going to be pretty good. I think if they keep the tone like the other DC Universe shows, obviously they'll maybe have to make some tweaks to it, uh, you know, so they can air it on the CW. But uh, so far, all of them have been, for the most part, pretty solid. Hmm. You mean DC shows on CW? What do you mean by most of them? Um, well, I mean, on the DC app, you know, as far as oh, Doom Patrol. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, DC, yeah, as far as Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, even though it got cut before it really had a chance to really grow. But, I mean, those first seven <laughs> or eight episodes were, like, amazing, and then they had to, like, hurriedly put it to, to wrap it up. But, uh, and even Titans, I mean, it, the second season was definitely better than the first. And in the Harley Quinn show, as far as their love, even though it's animated, it's been solid. So I, I feel with, with that track record, I feel pretty good about Stargirl coming up, as coming up. Um, I, for some reason, I guess I'm just not understanding that this is on the DC app and not on CW because when we first watched the trailer I had it in my mind that it was with CW. Yeah, well it was originally going to be just on the DC app and then the powers to be at Warner Brothers decided, oh, let's let's uh, also air it on the on the CW as well, but it does come on the DC universe first. So the, that premiere date's May 18th and then then at the CW premiere date is May 19th. So, but the other thing about the show and the article I read this week is uh, they had already started talking about potential crossovers with uh, the flash, um, even in this first season, but I guess it didn't work out. So, you know, maybe, maybe in season two, it'll, it'll have a crossover with the Arrowverse shows since they already teased it in crisis. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of inevitable. If they move the show to air on CW, they're going to have crossovers. I mean, CW yeah. has figured all that out, and it's yeah. kind of a um, a standard. So I'm not surprised. Again, I, I just have low expectations because I was not 
overly enthusiastic about the show itself when I saw the trailer. And yeah, I understand what you're saying about how it it's originally supposed to be on the DC app. And when we look at that content, but there's a reason why I keep forgetting that this was supposed to be just on the DC app. And it's because when I look at that show and I compare it to Doom Patrol and I compare it to Titans, there's a lack of an edge that mm. makes me like, yeah, so if I was a producer and I saw that 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 Stargirl trailer, I would be like, why isn't this on CW? <laughs> doesn't <laughs> yeah, make and, it's yeah, perfect and, for that kind of... Uh, yeah. Viewership. Right, right. And, and maybe that's part of it, too. I mean, maybe, like, as you said, uh, the, and why you forgot that it was actually going to be on the DC app is because they have kind of CW-fied the, the, the pr- promotions of it. Yeah. And and see, this is what the world is coming to. We spent probably a good 10 minutes on Stargirl and arguing about what what it was airing on. <laughs> news there is no news anymore i'm sorry every the news is everything is postponed everything is canceled all the things that you expected to get it's just it's not and i'm sorry i'm very pessimistic this week i'm i'm haven't had a great week i'm not a cheerleader right now um but yeah this is just it's it's amazing to me what's what the world is coming to yeah, well, see, that's why you had me to be your to be your cheerleader. In <laughs> <laughs> all this craziness, there's still some things that uh, you know. It, it's not just wash, rinse, repeat. There's there's always a there's always a silver lining to be found somewhere. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I I know that I yeah. I I I see my silver linings there. Everything I'm just kind of over everything, but yeah. we're getting very off topic. So the last news items that you have is Titans episode director Boris Blood. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Mavuski. Confirmed Ian Glenn's Bruce Wayne will return for the third season whenever they get an opportunity to shoot that third season, which will probably be a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he, he apparently uh, on his Instagram uh, live uh, story, said that yeah he's coming back so you know and I, I yeah you know we, we talked about that during titans and how we felt about bruce's character how they portrayed uh, his version of, of bruce wayne and batman on, on titans and so uh, when i saw that i was just sort of like hmm okay um hopefully they you know they've gotten all the story will be beyond you know dick and bruce's angst and and maybe how they can start teaming up and working together again wait you didn't like him at first last first point um i was kind of he was okay he was okay i mean he was an okay bruce okay i don't honestly remember really talking about bruce wayne when we talked about titans yeah what i yeah i mean that's why and i think that's my point it was kind of he was kind of forgettable but he was, you know, he was just kind of there, and you know, it was really he played as a foil to 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 Dick. But and you know, all we we did get sort of the, 
mean, he he was basically a MacGuffin for you know, this, in, in part of the stories this in the second season of Titans, as far as when when Dick left the Titans after feeling so guilty about Jericho. Yeah, yeah. I I have a feeling that they are probably going to continue the angst with Dick and Bruce. I mean, why else have Bruce around? Part of Robin has to be his own character or Nightwing, whoever, however you want to call that character. So it's really that character growth. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, they did kind of have some. That was made the some worst response I've ever given on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What were you saying? I'll say they did make some peace at the end of end of the second season. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, <clears throat> little fires everywhere on Hulu. Are you all caught up? Yeah, I'm up. Yeah, I'm all caught up. Watched the latest episode last night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I really, just overall, this big, I know we touched on it a little bit, but really to get in depth of the series, I've, I've really enjoyed this. It, it's been, uh, you know, as I, as I, was happy you liked Star Trek Picard when I when I suggested you you watch it. I I have to say I appreciate you telling me about this series because um, it it really gets into a, a lot of a lot of different issues, a lot of layers on parenthood, motherhood, uh, race, class. I mean it's, it t- it touches on a lot of things, and I I will freely admit I have not read the book by Celeste Ng, Ng but um, have you read the have no. the book? No, didn't even okay. know it was a book. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's apparent. Yeah, it's an adaptation that uh, Hulu did for of, of that book that was uh, written by her. So, um, so I, you know, so I, I, I can't, I won't be that that person who will be like, well, in the book it was this way because I haven't read the book, <laughs> so I, I can watch it without having it, uh, you know, watching it through that filter. Yeah. Which which is good because be, as somebody who has frequently read books and that have been made into movies or TV shows, um, it's really hard not to be that person, and it definitely does make you more biased and more critical of things because in your mind, you when you read it, you interpret it a certain way, and other people interpret it a different way. Mm-hmm. So. this is a really good show um i was i i knew it was coming and um what hulu did the smartest thing that hulu did is it dropped the first three episodes Mm -hmm. and you have to watch all three almost in a row because it is all three episodes together make the pilot um I, I remember sitting down and I had a lot of time on my hand, as most people do, and I just started watching and I was like, okay, this is a little slow. All right, what's going on? And then for some reason, I'm like, okay, let's hit episode two and, and then more character development. And then episode three, events happen like a chain reaction and suddenly you're like, oh, now I understand the story. And even last night's episode, there were a lot of revelations about Mia, about Elena, where 
the story just keeps furthering and what it's really making clear is this is a lot about mothers and motherhood Mm -hmm. and um it's interesting how it's set in the 90s which most people don't equate to any kind of sexual revolution or anything to do with women's rights but you can see how these these women um there are certain things that their choices are different than they were than there were 10 years um, prior or 20 years prior. Um, And also the realization that the plan they had set um, may not be what they wanted in the end. And so you have a lot of resentment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely with the pilot, the first three episodes. So we know we were first introduced to, to Elena and it and Bill Richardson. So the, the way the series starts out is it's uh, there's uh, fire at uh, Richardson's home. Every there's you know fire departments out there and and it's you know very blue screen angst as far as setting the emotional tone. And then we we then and then whenever we get into the series itself, it's it's four months prior to that event that we are introduced in the, at the very beginning. And so, you know, we, we see Elena who's, she's a newspaper reporter in middle America, you know, Shaker Heights, Ohio. And it has like the idyllic life, you know, it's like upper middle class husband's an attorney, you know, has what four kids, four kids. And, and yeah, just still, you know, dealing with the daily, grind of of motherhood and 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 being a professional professional working woman and then 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 we're introduced to mia and and pearl and you know they are you know literally living in in a chevette and (laughs) and and when mia and elena first encounters mia she sees the car on the side you know in the side of the road in the parking lot there and she gets all like. She tries to pull a blind side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she and and that's Elena. This yeah. is now Reese Witherspoon is playing the exact character who mm. she played on Big Little Lies. It is, mm. and if you see both shows, you she's not the standout. Um, Carrie Washington, I would also argue, is not necessarily the standout either. However, Mia Warren as a character is fascinating yeah. because she she brings this tension mm-hmm. um, where you never know how she's going to respond. In yes. some moments, you think she's going to be very kind and sincere um, and motherly and maternal. And in other moments... No, this woman has a survival instinct about her, and she is protecting her daughter in in the only way she knows how to. Yeah, and and I think and I think that's what why she, a lot of us are drawn to that character. Um, but at the same time, I think this show is just overall a good ensemble because all of the kid actors do a good job. They yeah. don't feel the the one kid actor who I think um, so far has arguably done the worst for me is is um, the girl who plays um, 
the 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 older daughter i forget her name oh lexi lexi yeah yeah well see i actually i thought lexi especially in the in this last episode and i know uh, you know we're, we're recapping we're pretty much five episodes here in our discussion but overall i would see to me moody was the he seemed to be the the one that i sometimes forget about but mm-hmm. uh but then it, but i think all of the kids are pretty strong because they they you're right in that it is a strong ensemble show uh with you know with pearls interact who's mia's daughter the actress who plays her and uh moody and 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 how she you know moody and and pearl first develop a friendship and but you know at the same time but while that's going on uh you know pearl is crushing on moody's older brother the oldest son trip who's the jock so you had all these various archetypes in the family too so you had the jock you have moody who's the who's the middle or second or third kid who is and i don't have siblings but you know he just kind of has the uh you know the forgotten child who's just kind of there but he's you know he's but he's very earnest you have lexi who's i guess the homecoming queen and then you have izzy who is like the outcast and who is like doesn't put up with any kind of shit from anybody right well and, yeah. I mean, they are, they all fit into those molds of like the breakfast club and everything. I just felt like out of performance wise, for Mm -hmm. some reason, even though Lexi's character has a few layers and she had some really interesting moments occur in this most recent episode with the pregnancy and becoming a disappointment, which is something that they've kind of set up is the fact that Lexi idolizes her mom. Yeah. And she wants to have her plan, stick to the plan, because that's what yeah. her mom did. And so she's following that path. And then yeah. she she put it at risk. And she thought she was going to lose it. She made a decision. And now she's the girl who got knocked up in high school and had an abortion. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and that, they, that was, and I guess that's why I felt like this last episode where I really felt she was a very strong character and uh, but also but they laid the, the foundations for what happened in this episode not only uh, as far as her having sex with her you know boyfriend and you know she and they had this you know they, they do a lot of pop culture references in this show uh, since it's based in the 90s and so they you know, of course they had the Dylan and Brenda drop in the episode about how she and her boyfriend were going to like lose their you know, have sex together for the first time on their prom night. And, and so, you know, so they play that up, but, but one of the things that really, like you said, as far as having a plan and stuff was like, you know, Lexi wanted to approval from her mother and and doing all the right things. And, and like early on in the series where she basically stole like Pearl's life, as far as like trying to get her her writing her college essay to Yale, and and then she like tells her boyfriend all about you know share you know he reads this, reads this, the thing and, and 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 part of the context was this was Pearl trying to have it to 
write a letter to basically show how she did qualify for the, the Algebra oh, 2 okay. class. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then you know, and so you know, so Alexi early on like steals stuff from from Pearl, and they have this weird kind of friendship where it's just like Lexi's just basically using Pearl for her own ends. And then whenever Lexi and her boyfriend do have sex, and then they 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 are all talking about it, and 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 then we get to the scene where. She they do the pregnancy test because also Trip and and Pearl hook up, and it was her first time, uh, Pearl's first time, um, and they really are the way they 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 had the scene in the bathroom where they're doing the pregnancy test. They set it up so you don't know which one who who who's who's the one that's actually worried here. Oh, I called that out immediately. Yeah, yeah, but it was I knew it was a fake out. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I thought they set it up pretty well. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, I figured Lexi was tra- pregnant because when I went to go hit on the episode, she was in a gown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I figured that out. Yeah, so, well, yeah, but I mean, just the way, but I think my point is the way that they are just basically using, you know, just. All throughout the the series so far, how Lexi just basically uses Pearl. Well, they're they're all foils. So yeah. Yeah, Lexi, Lexi, again, she wants to be the good girl. She wants to be the the kid that her mother and father are proud of and can brag about to their friends. And getting into that college is mm-hmm. the the way that she set out to do that. Unfortunately, Lexi also lives a life of leisure and privilege. So she doesn't have anything she had to overcome. And she knows that. And so she hears this story and and realizes, well, they don't know the truth. I'll make something up. Because because and and um I I understand like like the uh the stolen the the stealing of everything, Mm. but Lexi, for for me, I see it and I'm like, well, she she's a bit manipulative. Like, yeah, how else is she gonna get in? That's that's her point. Like, right, right. I I can't. She was born under certain circumstances. So is Pearl, and Pearl right. is also the person who's looking at this family of privilege, of of luxury, of mm-hmm. upper class, and sees everything that she's always wanted. Right. I mean, right. she has a mother who's a, a thespian and makes her travel, travel America and and they never know where they're going to be. There's no stability. She's always a new kid. Her she doesn't know who her dad is. And she's so she's really craving that that home life that I'm sure she's seen on TV and she sees that everyone else has. So and they welcome her in. Right. Including Lexi. And mm-hmm. and so she also, I think, has realized that, yes, they let her in, but she has also had to pay, in a way, to get brought in to that family. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah that's true. And, I mean, and, and, and throughout the series, they, they reinforce that point pretty heavily, you know, heavily that uh, she, she, there, there is... A, a price to to 
be accepted by this group, uh, by the Richardsons. And, and what I really like is it's not just about Pearl and her need to be part of that family, but you have, again, Izzy, who's the youngest daughter, who sees Mia and is mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, you get me. You understand me. Why right. My mother has never understood me, never accepted me, and yet you're, I can be your apprentice. And and so I love a few episodes ago where they're, they, to me, they did this moment where Mia freaks out because Pearl is staying at the Richardson, so she goes out to get her. And and yet also Izzy shows up after the homecoming um, dance to to seek um, consolement in Mia because yeah. because what I think is also adds layers to Izzy is the fact that yes they made her the reckless child the clear outcast of the family but she's doing it because she's coming to terms with her sexuality yeah. and they said it this is again the 90s mm -hmm. when you had people like Ellen DeGeneres and everything that happened and so I really appreciate how they're weaving that into that I also think they made a good choice not to have Bill overreact to that revelation and it's more about um her relationship with her mom as opposed to her relationship with her dad because yeah. her dad is her confident her dad she can always um will protect her mm -hmm. from her mom yeah yeah that's a very good point i i i really enjoyed uh, that scene with with because it was he was like okay yeah and I, I get her, I get my daughter and, 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 and it really was a good, it, it really painted a good picture as far as how their marriage is too, because again, um, you know, Alala has, she, she it's, it's, everything's programmed. I mean, even down to like the nights they have sex. I mean, it's like, you know, Wednesday and Saturday <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, and he is, he, he Bill seems to be the guy that you know he, he he does his best. He may not be always the you know he, he he's he's the, he's he's sort of the stable one who who keeps it kind of, tries to keep it real, whereas Alana is always trying to you know be the be the perfect one with everything is is is. It has to be just right and and you know like even in the it, when they had the the book club scene early in the first second episode where uh they're 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 all sitting around i guess they're reading the vagina monologues and she couldn't even like say the the v word it was like so forbidden and like so like sheltered and everything and and so it, you know again it just really adds layers to their to 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 this to the story and the, to their relationship as far as why the kids you know react to their parents in different ways and how you know mia i mean how i guess alana really likes pearl because she she is that sort of like the daughter who who who, who she gets you know and who gets who gets her and 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 Especially like when they were working on like the college essay, uh, as far or not the college essay, but the the letter that Pearl wrote to to basically, uh, you know, to get 
get the class classes at the at the school where the teacher was thinking that she was like some kid from inner city kid from Cleveland who was just here because of quotas or whatever. So, uh, you know, so it, uh, th- that that dynamic really really ma- makes this kind of work and and Mia's well, reaction. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. So what I think they're doing with Elena in those instances is really showing how she comes off as this person who has the perfect life, very charitable, always giving to others. But she does it so that in return, she gets praise. She gets put on her pedestal. She gets people to be envious of her. I mean, they're best friends and everything that's going on with the daughter and who the mother is and the... the um, adoption and everything elena comes at it from a place of let me do this to help you Mm -hmm. and it's not and this is what mia picks up on from the very beginning about elena she's not doing it to sincerely help them but it's almost like a debt yep and and i think that that pearl also under like she may not fully understand Um, how manipulative that can be because Elena hasn't done anything viciously towards her, Mm -hmm. but she also, um, she, and, and I think really what happened was that Mia in that instance couldn't help her daughter. Mm -hmm. She, she couldn't. I mean, uh, when you have that kind of prejudice, it's not going to help if Mia shows up. But right, unfortunately, right. due to circumstance, if you have Elena sh- show up, Elena's going to pull the strings, make the smiles, bring the cookies and everything, and it's, it's going to be fine. So I yeah. think there was some sort of resentment and jealousy because M- Elena could actually help Pearl with her problem and Mia could not. And that's what they keep doing with all three girls and arguably all of the kids in the show mm-hmm. is that when they come to these problems, um, the problems are structured in the way where the other mother will be able to step in and help where the the um, other one could not and is failing. Yeah, yeah. Except for, yeah. And, and getting to, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that, that also gets to this 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 week's episode where mm-hmm. uh, Lexi does have the abortion, and then of course, obviously Mia picks up right on right on it as soon as she saw her what what happened, mm-hmm. and and you know so as Lexi's trying to confide to Mia and 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 get you know she I guess she I don't know she wants like absolution or or, or her to say hey it's okay i mean mia is mia rightfully well not rightfully but maybe rightful is not the right word but mia oh it, she, mia was right yeah yeah she was yeah <laughs> mia was right it's, yeah. it's the right word and and i love that moment because yeah. again in that instance um when lexi asked her what did i do the right thing yeah there's this pause and this tension of is Mia is gonna say like yeah I think you did you're too you're too young, or but instead it's more about like no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you anything I'm not gonna step yeah. in and play mom towards you you've done you you're not 
you're using me and you just use Pearl. So no. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a big difference between her and Elena, where I think Elena would have said what, if it had been Pearl, Mm. she, she would have done the, the thing that we expected, you know, from any mother with an maternal instinct. Um, But that's not Mia. Mia's more about um, the the right. And in a way, I think it did help Lexi. I think that that moment is going to change her trajectory and potentially lead to um, some growth down the line. So I I think in a way that it it was more of like the um, what do they call it the the harsh the yeah, tough, tough, tough love. love. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And I guess I was trying when I, you know, is, you know, given that it's dealing with reproductive issues and those kind of things, I was trying to, uh, you know, I didn't want to like say, yeah, she's, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. She, she, she did tell her what she, she, you know, what she needed to hear and, uh-huh. and not, not sugarcoat it that, that like Elena probably would have. And, and, you know, it, it, it it was also in some ways interesting too, because when Pearl talked to her about to, to Mia about what happened, her relationship with her hookup with trip, she was, you know, given that she was very understanding in a way, given that, you know, early and earlier on in the season, she was just like, you know, sex is sex. But then, um, when Pearl Pearl was explaining how you know how she thought it was going to be exciting and different, and and you know, for Trip he was just kind of like, well, it's just a hookup, you know, and, and and but Pearl was Mia was actually very understanding of 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 how Pearl was feeling this, I guess, you know, of her feelings, and 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 she did show the capacity to be maternal and supportive where you know we've seen oh. other situations where she just flew off and like was like not so and into where pearl would go and just lock herself in a room and is this and just stay away from her mom because because of the unpredictability well i don't know if it's because of the unpredictability but it's more of mia reacts overreacts to situations when she feels like she's losing pearl to the richardson's in yeah, that true. moment last night it was more my daughter's opening up for me i have to take advantage of this moment she's sharing with me um i, I and and i think this goes well, like whether you're mother or father and it, to an extent you you want to be their friend you want to mm-hmm. you want them to tell you their secrets and you want to be involved and feel like you have are part of their life granted i don't have children so i don't know but oh, i you're right. assume yeah. And and so I think that's why we saw that come out of her, and and also Pearl didn't get pregnant. Right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay. There's that thing too. Yeah, she was careful, and she used protection. So she, so Mia was like, okay, you were smart. Okay, it may have been disappointing, but you were smart about it. Right. I also with the whole trip thing. Um, that that the moment he invited her to watch TV with them while Moody was out, I was like, oh god, they're gonna yeah. do this 
love triangle and they are and i don't really care for it um however i did appreciate in the most recent episode trip comes off very good in the sense that he he clearly has no idea how to deal with this because he's had sex but he's never truly liked someone the way he likes pearl and and his initial reaction was not because of his feelings with to pearl it was more also watching his mother kind of have her fall out with mia and there being a clear divide um because trip is very much like lexi i think mm-hmm. trip also wants to be the son that their his parents are proud of and knows his role has has his place and Pearl and his relationship with Pearl could jeopardize that for, and and I think truly, he is more fearful to lose his brother, um, because, yeah. and and how he's going to ever explain that to Moody, yeah. um, but another um, another interesting thing about Bill as a father character, I listened to an interview with Joshua Jackson. And he said something that I have always in my head whenever Bill has a scene is that Bill's, he, for him, it's all about, he he likes the routine. He likes the stability that their life was before Mia Warren. Mm-hmm. And especially in this last episode when Elena goes off to New York City on her own, things are starting to unravel. And mm-hmm. there's a threatened Uh, there's something threatening about that and I find that so interesting because it's not just that it's a woman but she's also African-American she's also impoverished and she also comes from independence where she's raising her daughter without Mm -hmm. any man yeah um which I don't think was as common. I mean, right now it's very common for yeah. single mothers, single fathers, even. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that era, that decade, did there was a change where women and um, men would would raise children alone, and there was there's a threat there to this idea that to have a household you have to have both. You have to yeah. have both mother and the father. Yeah, that's 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 a very very good point, and uh, it, it and I think that's yeah, I think having this show set in the late nineties because it really is that transition period where uh, a lot of these types of issues were being addressed, and um, yeah, and 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 it it, it was sort of the Bill does represent the, the social norms and mm-hmm. how that is being threatened. But at the same, but it's very, it's very interesting too, though, with that on, on the one hand, as far as those issues, you know, with race and gender and single parenthood. And, but then he was, but then you juxtapose that with how he was actually okay with, with Lexi being, being, being gay. Yeah. So it's just, you know, so I think that's, that's the, the the what I like about the show is you know when it, it you know because it does get I mean freely admit it gets pretty heavy handed sometimes dealing with race and class right. issues I mean it just hits you right over the head with it and especially we haven't even talked about the the, the Chinese the the, the the baby and and her uh, 
giving a child up for adoption yet. But uh, but yeah, it does hit those things. But but it does it in a way that you know, especially when you look at it in the contemporary times, um, it, it 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 does it in a way that is still heavy-handed yet honest in some ways too. Yeah, I think that the show, the writing of the show, there's a few moments where race is brought up or class is brought up, and I'm like, okay, we, we get it. Yeah, 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 we <laughs> get it, yeah. 2020, we get it. Yeah. However, there are also moments where they say something that isn't as direct and yet has all of the subtleness that really makes the story so much better and what they're trying to get across um that i that i really appreciate so it's very balanced in that sense where for every cringe moment there's also a moment where it's like no this is good writing um and and so so yeah i i think overall i would describe it as as very balanced in that sense where Mm -hmm. Um, could they deal with less? Yeah, but I also, sometimes people need to be spoon fed, I guess, or else it still wouldn't be an issue. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So now that we've spoiled the first five episodes for everyone listening, just watch the rest of it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What else are you going to do? (laughs) And actually, there are a few things that happen we haven't talked about, um, but overall, what we really want to get across to anybody who's still listening is that the character, this is a very three-dimensional show. It's a slow burn, but there's a lot of revelations, especially towards the end of every episode, that makes you want to see what's going to happen next and want to yeah. know more. And and they really are peeling away at the layers of each character. And and from the very first shot of the pilot, you know this is building up to a big fire. Yep. <laughs> a very big fire. Yeah. Like, we're we're lighting matches right now and 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 so so it does feel like you're you're on a roller coaster and you're just still grinding up to the very top of it um just waiting to see what that what will be that um spark that truly ignites everything yeah 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 it it, it will be and um i completely agree with what you said about the series and and in in each layer from uh, in the first five and you know even to what drives alana as far as her 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 motivations and and we we get some you know, we get a flashback for her to her days in college and and her relationships that sort of in this last episode that provides some additional context for like why she is the way she is and and being a uh, having this idyllic plan of a life and and also yeah definitely go if, if you if you've been if you've listened to our show because to hear our take on the first five episodes and you've been watching it, uh, you know, hope you will continue to talk about it. So I hope you'll join us for the ride. But if, uh, if by listening to us, 
you are now interested in it. We didn't spoil everything, so there, there's a lot. There's a lot of things in the first five, ep- five episodes that uh, uh, will will make you stick around for for the the balance of the season. Yeah, and it and if you watch it and you don't like it, tweet at Will. Don't tweet at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, tweet right. at Sarah. She's the one that got us onto this. <laughs> All right, Will. Where can our followers find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, S-W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. Please follow me at Twitter, <laughs> at S-J Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. And also, like, tell us what we should be watching. I am dying for some good recommendations. I'm never going to watch things that Will recommends to me, people. So I really <laughs> tell me that I should be watching so that we can talk about it, and then I can claim it as my own recommendation. Regardless, um, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. People stay healthy. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.